Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Outstanding hour number two. Let's rock and roll. If you missed anything in the first hour, you can check it out on the podcast, the Tutel Nuanez podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, check it out. Podcast available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Also, listen to Grizz Greats, silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions. Go to grizzgreats.com. You can listen to that right there. Uh, it is, uh, if you would like to call, 361-3688, 361-3688. You can text that number as well. All guests join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. And you can listen live on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. You click the Listen Live tab, and you listen live all the time in the stream. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Coulter, once again, we're joined by all three double-A head football coaches of the city of Missoula. So we're going to just kind of run through these, play these for everybody. It's about five minutes with each of these individuals. We start with Mick Morris, the head coach of the Hellgate Knights. They are up the Flathead Valley taking on Kalispell Flathead this week. Well, we're going out to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. I'm happy to be welcoming in uh, once again to the show Mick Morris, the head coach of the Hellgate High School football team. And, Coach, last week you go against Big Sky. You come out on the short end of that game. But it's odd, right, when you go through the offseason the way that it's been and everything. you got to get on the field just to kind of even get a feel for where your team is at. You started to score some points down the stretch in that game. What did you see that you liked that you can build on from week one? 
Yeah, I think it was something that we, we kind of expected a little bit, just breaking in um, so many new starters, breaking in a new quarterback, um, and, you know, probably having a good idea that, you know, we were probably going to come out, and it's going to take a, us a little while to get going. And then, you know, you mix you mix in a, a dude like Colter Janicaro that, um, you know, is every bit as good as his brother was, and that's a pretty tall task. And um, But, again, like you said, we did some really good things, um, you know, in the second, you know, towards the end of the first half and in the second half that, um, you know, I think we're going to be okay. It's interesting because a lot of times, I, I remember when Bobby Houck, his first stint with the Grizz, he so often wanted to play Cal Poly in the opener because he knew the Mustangs were on the triple option. It's not going to be complicated what we have to prepare for, but it'll be a great gauge of toughness for our team right out the gates. And it seems to me Big Sky a little bit similar in the fact that you know what they're going to do. They're going to try to run the ball. They're putting the ball in Coulter Janicaro's hands. I know that you guys came out on the wrong side of that one, Mick, but did you like just the fact that you had a, a sort of a – a barometer of gauging your toughness right out the gates and you know where you can measure up against one of the tougher teams in the state? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're going to, you know, they're going to, they, what they do is, is, is like I said, it's simple, but you know, good luck trying to stop it when they got a guy like that. Um, and they, you know, giving credit to them, they do a great job of mixing up the different type of looks that they do out of their plays. And so they'll formation the heck out of you. Um, and try to get numbers to a certain side. The one thing that even even beyond the toughness, like this is the first year against Big Sky that when we played them that we've actually lined up correctly. So we did a good job of lining up, and, and other than Janet Carroll, we did a pretty good job of stopping everyone else. Um, he was just, you know, he was a dude out there. Um, the one thing I did like as well is just, you know, in years past, things would kind of snowball on us, and I feel like we did a good job of just not letting that happen and not, I mean, the game obviously, you know, was a blowout by all by all means, but we did a good job of just kind of maintaining in there and finally got a rhythm on offense. And um, yeah, so there's definitely some good things to take out of it. You talk about new new quarterback, couple new uh, skill position players. In fact, a lot of new and uh, new faces in terms yeah. of starters and lots of you know time minutes that kind of thing. What are the what are the things you take out of that game where you go, okay, this is what I think we're going to be able to do and do well. I think that the biggest thing is that I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be able to move the ball on offense. I think we do have a really strong set of, of receivers and we do have a really good quarterback and, and he, he does do a good job of, of getting the ball out of his hands. Um, you know, we, we don't start a senior on the offensive line, so at times we had two juniors and three sophomores or three juniors and two sophomores. And I think those guys are only gonna get better, right? I mean they were a little little deer in the headlights look. We I think we gave up two sacks on the first two drives. And then they did a really good job after that. They didn't even, I don't think they gave up another sack the rest of the game. Um, but that's one, one thing to look at is I think we're going to be able to move the ball. And I, you know, anytime you can throw the ball and uh, can stretch the field vertically, um, you got a chance to score points. And then you mix in some of our skill guys like Indian Finch, who, um, you know, looked kind of unguardable out there. And, um, you know, one of our better receivers, Lucas James, who who moved here from Washington as well, he had a pretty scary injury in the second drive of the game. And we didn't have him for the whole game, but, you know, we're hoping to get him back at some point. So, you know, I think we'll be okay on the offensive side. You take on Kalispell Flathead this week. You're going up to, uh, your you know, your first road game. How much of a just sort of an opportunity, especially at the high school level? I mean, this is the big trips, you know, that you go on and you get your first one of the season to kind of have that team building aspect that goes along with road trips, even though obviously there's a game right in the middle of it. 
Yeah, it'll be fun. You know, the first question I got was, "Do we get to go to Chick Fil A?" So, right. um, looks like we uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to schedule a schedule a stop at Chick Fil A before the game. But no, they're pretty excited, I think. And 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 like I mentioned before, you know, we have a lot of kids that, um, you know, we have a lot of we. I don't, at one point we had five or six sophomores on the field last week, so a lot of those kids didn't travel last year. So, again, it'll be a little bit different getting on the bus and having math and those different types of things. But um, yeah, I've always enjoyed road trips and the bus and. You know, I hope hope to get the kids off of uh, off their phones for a little bit to kind of talk and, and BS and do those type of things. Uh, Dante Murray, your quarterback, he transfers in from out of state, if I'm not mistaken. What sort of influx has he given, and uh, is that somewhere you think you can make progress just with a guy who's making now just only his second start in the state of Montana for your team? Yeah, Dante was a, was a kind of a two-time All-State player at Tri-Cities Prep, and so you know, they're about a, I would say about a class B size school in Montana. So I think for him a little bit too, it was, it was definitely not only an adjustment coming into a new program and a new state, but jumping up a couple of classifications as well. And like I said, he did a really good job. You know, he was, he was nervous early on, um, you know, wasn't seeing the field, how he's capable of seeing it. But, you know, once he settled in there and, you know, guys started making some catches for him and stuff, he really got settled in and got into a pretty good groove and, you know, really ended up with pretty good numbers considering that we didn't even have a first down in the first quarter. Mick, what does Kalispell Flathead do? What kind of challenge do they present? What do you need to do to come out with a victory here week two? Yeah, so they're going to be a, you know, I guess similar to Big Sky in a little bit that they're, they're you know, they're a pretty big physical team. And I think they want to do stuff and, and it starts up front with the run. And obviously I think they're going to watch our film on, on, uh, on Friday and think, God, we're just going to, we're going to hammer them with the run. And so we got to, we got to be ready to stop that. And we got to be able to put them into some situations where we can get them into some long yardage. Um, and then we got, you know, like, I hate to go coach speak on you, but you know, we're going to do a little bit better on the turnover. We were negative in that department. And, um, especially when you go up to Kalispell, you, you're not going to have a lot of success if, if you're turning the ball over. Hellgate Knights on the road, week two, Kalispell Flathead. Coach Morris, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. There you go. And for Mick Morris, we go to Matt Johnson, the Big Sky head coach. Big Sky behind over 300 yards of total offense, including 270 yards rushing from Coulter Janicaro, five touchdowns. That's the name of the game, scoring points. They get that win over Hellgate last week. They are in Helena to take on the Bengals of Helena High this week. Off we go to the Range Brothers RV phone line and welcome in the head coach of the Missoula Big Sky Eagles, Matt Johnson. And coach, uh, I don't know how big a congratulations to give to you here. You are a genius. You gave the ball to Janet Caro and you won the football game. I think that's excellent coaching by you, my friend. Well, hey, man, you got to feed, feed the monster sometimes, right? Is he going to get the feed me tattoo on his stomach like Zeke did this week? Did you see that happen? I did see that. No, I, he, you know, you never know. He might. Uh, Coulter's a great kid. He works hard, and uh, the and it was funny the way that game started to pan out. We were having a lot of success with a uh, couple of our main plays right to him, and uh, you know there wasn't an answer for it. So I don't know if every game works out that way. Sometimes it'll be different things, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's a heck of a player. He obviously gets a ton of headlines coming out of that game with 347 total yards and 270 yards rushing, five touchdowns. But what else did you like about your team? It obviously takes a, a lot more than just one guy to make those sort of statistical totals a reality. So how would you think the offensive line played? What did you think of just your overall performance as a squad? 
Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, you know, we came out of it in our film session talking about like how much better we thought our, we thought our kids exceeded our expectations for the first game, kind of all the way around. Um, we had a few miscues, you know, and same with, same with blocking, but I thought, I really thought our whole line did a pretty solid job overall. Um, and then, and really our edge players, I mean, we had, we had receivers. I had, we had Lewis Sanders was making a block on a guy. Coulter comes around the corner. He blocks the guy out of the way and moves on to the next guy and blocks him. And so it was, it was a good team effort. Uh, a lot of unselfishness in there. Uh, a lot of kids flying around and, and we can coach effort, you know? When you have a game like you had and you have the success that you had, how do you try and build on that now after game one? Well, I think you take in stride. You know, I told the kids, hey, let's enjoy it. And then Monday it's time to go back to work. That game's over, uh, back to the next opponent. And so, you know, our mindset is we got to be mentally prepared to to get over it. Yeah, you got to win, but it means nothing now. And so – going into the next game the, the best part was getting a live film of us going against another opponent besides ourselves you know in that type of scenario so that was huge for our kids to be able to see now oh gosh this is what coach is talking about and um from there really helped us this week to progress even though we were in a gym every single day uh really helped us to progress to get to you know our kids to realize what we were talking about and and uh, we saw that move forward, and there's got every game. I told them there's going to be growth, and there needs to be. Can't be satisfied with where you're at. Practicing inside, I remember doing that way back in the day. Was this a uh, Gary Eckergan esque full contact practice in the basketball gymnasium? Yes, it was, Colter. <laughs> and I was at, talking to Laz about it. Said, "Hey, you remember the days of being in here, right?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's not the most ideal." You definitely have certain parts of the game that's hard to work with spacing and where the, you know, you only have so much room and your kicking game's pretty tough. Um, but we're able to run quite a bit of stuff, and our, our kids were, I, I give them a lot of credit because we had to go early in the morning to do it and uh, just to get gym time, right? And our kids were pretty focused and dialed in. I thought we had a couple pretty good days of uh, getting after it in the gym. A couple, couple floor burns, too. Matt Johnson joining us, head coach of the Big Sky Eagles. And, Coach, week two, you head for Helena to take on the Helena High Bengals. They squeaked out a win in a slugfest against Butte, 14-9, to lowest scoring game of the weekend by four at the double-A level. What do you expect out of Helena High this week? Well, you know, Helena Highs, they, they have bigger bodies. All, most of their kids go one way. they got a few skilled guys that uh, play, you know, secondary and receiver and that, but they got a little more depth than us. They're a little bigger up front, both sides. I could see them trying to pound the ball on us a little bit early. Um, you know, it's, and it's kind of funny. Their quarterback, uh, his dad was five years older than me in Anaconda. So he's got a little Anaconda blood in him. Uh, kind of funny to see. But, you know, he's a big, strong kid. Um, and, you know, they're going to try and they, they, they want to do their thing. They're pretty typical about doing that. And, I foresee it being a game like last year. They, they got us by three last year at home. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a pretty good game, and we can, we can give them a hard time, I think. 
When you look across the landscape of Class AA, for so long there was such stalwart coaches, guys that had been in their programs for 25 and 30 years. Helena High was one of those programs until Tony Arneson stepped away to take a job at Carroll College. How much different does Helena High look now uh, after a couple of years of, of being beyond being Coach Arneson's program? You know, yeah, pretty interesting. So most of the coaches that are there were there for 20 years with Tony. Um, even the guy that's head coach now, Coach Evans, he's been there for a long time. Um, look different in some manners, but in a, they look a lot the same in others too. So um, I wouldn't say they've changed a lot. Uh, moved with the times a little bit, a little more pistol-type formations. Um, but defensively, they're really almost identical. The Missoula Big Sky Eagles at Helena High playing the Bengals in week two of the Class AA season. Coach, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. There you go, Matt Johnson, Big Sky head coach. We go now to Dane Oliver, the head coach of the Sentinel Spartans, a convincing 59 points offensively last week against Kalispell Flathead. They host the uh, Helena Capital uh, Foot Bruins this week in the only game in Missoula at the AA level. That is tonight, Missoula County Stadium. Well, we go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, and we help, are happy to uh, welcome in once again the head coach of the Sentinel Spartan football team, Dane Oliver. Sentinel 1-0, rolling Kalispell Flathead last week. They welcome Helena Capital this week, Friday night in uh, Missoula County Stadiums. Dane, thanks so much for being with us. Congratulations on week one. Lots of expectations for your team, lots of you know uh, hopes for your team, but at the end of the day, you got to go out there and do it. You did it on Friday. What did you like about the performance? from a week ago well game one always is about just snapping the ball and lining up trying to get 11 guys on the field and um, you know executing just base plays and I thought our guys did that really well and, and that's what they should do there's a lot of guys back so that's kind of the expectation for them but you know I think the main thing was we were out playing football and for about two and a half hours it felt a little normal in the world I know that uh you had a couple of different guys that threw touchdown passes. What did you like about the quarterback rotation between Cameron Sermon and Dayton Bay? Just high efficiency from both those guys. Uh, you know, Camden's can be pretty electric, pretty good running running and throwing the ball. And Dayton's, uh, you know, the ultimate, um, so cerebral and knows exactly where the ball should, needs to go. And so to go five for eight for Camden and then nine for 12, for Dayton and just shows that those two kids are um, tackable football players and great leaders. We know the reputation and and what what the reality is of a guy like Jace Klusiewicz, but it's the first game that he's actually played for you. So what was your experience like watching him play on your team and in the system that you've put together? Well, he's electric. I mean, he's yeah, number one, Jace is just a lot of fun to be around. Um, he's got a great personality. Um, and you just try to get the ball to him in space. And um, so, you know, I think he touched the ball twice, but he got a bunch of, told me after the game, he's never had so many kickoff returns and punt returns. And so um, that was kind of a transition from him to A to double A. I think the double A may test him a little bit more. So he's just fitting in. He's a great team guy and um, pretty, pretty special tackling as well. And um, wasn't tested a lot defensively, but, you know, he is what he is. The reason he's got a full ride at the University of Montana, he's a pretty, pretty special kid. I know we've talked about some of your uh, quote-unquote headliner guys, the guys that are getting recruited and already committed, 
But you guys have a lot of nice players on your team, man. Tell us about some of the other guys you've been pleasantly surprised with, maybe some of the kids we haven't talked about yet this season. Yeah, I mean, always got to give love to the big boys up front. And I'll go with, uh, you know, we had two new offensive tackles, Parker Lindsay and Zach Angus. They were playing their um, first game at uh, what I consider a very difficult position to play, and that's offensive tackle. And they did tremendous. Um, Ramsey Knowles inside as a junior. Um, He's another kid that is stepping up and playing well. And then the defensive line, you know, everybody knows about Zach Cruz and Charlie Kirk, and those guys are great speed rushers and great athletes. But in the middle, two returning starters, they don't get mentioned enough, is Joe Holzer, Daniel D. Ford, and then Jarek Woods is rotating in there as well. I thought Joe Wida was another kid that caught a touchdown pass at his first varsity action. So, I mean, always those guys up front are the book, are, you know, the, the cornerstone of a football team. And, um, yeah, everybody wants to talk about all these Grizz guys, but really, those are the guys that make this team go. Dan Oliver joining us, head coach of the Sentinel Spartan football team. Sentinel hosting Helena Capital Friday night, Missoula County Stadium. And uh, as you get as you prepare for Helena Capital, you, it's got to feel good, obviously, to have one game under the belt. You actually got to go out there and, as you said, line up, snap the ball, and, and do it. What 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 type of team does Helena Capital bring to Missoula for you in, uh, in here in week two? Yeah, they actually remind us, uh, they remind me a lot of how we were last year, like a lot a lot of new starters, but very talented. Um, so they're, I thought they were leading Glacier 21-20 on the road, which is extremely hard to do, and then just maybe just made some basic game one mistakes, dropping a, a punt and pick six and fumble, and then just kind of spiraled out of control. So I see a very well-coached team, uh, those, you know, one of my old coaches is running the offense and coach cocktail. So you, you know, I got a lot of respect for what he does and coach Mahalis is a defensive, uh, defensive wizard. And so, I mean, they look like a typical capital team, a little more spread out this year. It looks like, and it'll be a formidable foe for us uh, Friday night, but we're excited to, you know, we are in this cause we want to play great teams. We don't want to run over people. So I'm excited just for, for, uh, Capital's going to put up a fight, and our kids are excited for that. That element of things I think is so fascinating. As somebody that's covered high school football in Montana for a while now, just the evolution of and prevalence of teams running the spread offense, what do you think has gotten into that? I mean, why do you think it's become so trendy, uh, not only in Montana, but just throughout high school football all around the country? I think people realize uh, uh, how dynamic a dual-threat quarterback can be. And when you add the quarterback as a runner – now you're playing 11-on-11 11 11 football. You know, when you're under center and the quarterback is not a threat to run it, then it's essentially 10-on-11. So I think coaches are smart and they're copycats, and um, they, they recognize that that can be it's a little bit like the old option football when it became en vogue from, from Oklahoma's days. And so it's just everything's cyclical, comes back around. But And I think it's a brand of football that kids want to play. So in a, in a game that – had a dip for a while with the concussion crisis. You're trying to do things to attract kids back, and, and and that's the kind of kid we're coaching, and so we have to adapt as coaches. So a couple, couple just factors along with numerous other ones, but I think that's why you're seeing the prevalence. Key for your team this week, uh, how, how do you get Sentinel uh, to 2-0? and Just make the regular plays. With, with the guys we have, you know, we need to snap the ball, uh, you know, in, in those situations that, require extra focus and I would consider that to be a punt situation um, a short yardage situation can we just get the ball in space to our athletes um, we need to 
we need to manage their, uh, they got some quick kids, so we got to be great tacklers in space. Um, and I think if we can do those two things, which is take care of the football and tackle well, then I think we'll be in the ball game at the end of the end of the fourth quarter. Sentinel, Helena Capital, seven o'clock tonight. Coach, thanks so much for being with us once again. We wish you the best. There you go, Dan Oliver. Appreciate him being with us. Quick break on the other side. We do Friday rights. The chick who doesn't know sports next. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. Howdy, two tell new honors, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the great state. Happy to be with you on this wonderful Friday at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN at Skyline Sports MT. Those are your relevant Twitter handles. You know, if you've never been to the Iron Grizz, you should go. Because if for no other reason, they bring you 15 minutes of happiness each and every Friday in the form of of Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, who is with us once again. Carolyn, thank you so much for braving the elements, the smoke, the whatever it is. Yeah, and uh, and getting in here and doing this thing again with us. How are you? I got the black lung, Pop. <laughs> it's, tough. it's a tough life, Zoolander, <laughs> isn't it? Thank you for getting that reference. Yeah, it's a great reference. Very well done. Oh I'm Opening great. Strong. I'm great, minus the smoke. I yeah, well. Soccer tomorrow. Big game up in Kalispell. Oh, man. Is it happening? Now, it's supposed to, like, clear out of here, right? It's already getting a little bit better. Like, you're going to yeah, rain and everything. Sure. So, hopefully, it'll clear out. But you still gonna, it's going to be cold and wet. And, like, but, but that's that's the name of the soccer game. Soccer players just, that's they, just right. go, they just go do it. And Nick wants me to mention his name on air. So, oh. Nick and his FC well team will be playing in Kalispell. And okay. I'm very excited. Well, we wish them the best in, uh, in their uh, Flathead uh, Valley contest it's, it's match a, it's a match yeah okay uh very good, good uh times. carol what do you got for us here well um a little breaking news oh um, wow this should be interesting <laughs> colin kaepernick yes he had a um nike made a special edi- edition jersey it sold out in minutes okay and it's already being resold for like Three times the price. Yeah, that's the thing. The old, the old secondary market will mm-hmm. really jack up the costs on yeah. stuff. So it's um, retails for one fifty a pop, but now people are selling them for four or five hundred dollars. It's got to be. It's got to be collectible type of stuff. You know what I mean? People trying yeah. to get. Uh, it's just like Coulter's baseball cards. You get like a time and space moment of an item, and then you know, ten years, ten years later, you've made your money. Yeah. Well. I mean, people support him, and that's great. And uh, that's really the only part of that story. I really have nothing else to say about it. <laughs> so really, thank you for that breaking news about the, the, the new Nike jerseys. I think it's important breaking news. Oh, hey, this is your one? segment. Mm-hmm. You going to buy your kids one? No, they're sold out. Oh, if they were available. I wouldn't spend $150 on a mm. shirt. I, what do your kids think about this? Wait a minute. Are you kidding me? 
I'm not kidding you. I would not spend $150 on a shirt. I just don't know if I believe it. Why? Because I look so snazzy every day? Yes, you seem like the absolute, oh, 150, sure, that's a great screaming deal. No, I buy my clothes at Target and Old Navy. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Where do you get your river rock? She trades a lot. Diversified materials. Oh, excellent. Um, I also do shop (laughs) locally downtown, you know, at boutiques, I need to mention, because shop local. um, But no, I wouldn't spend $150 on a jersey. Okay. A Facebook influencer, if you didn't know. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? I'm a hashtag influencer. I mean, (laughs) has there ever been a more just self-assigned title than influencer? I can't believe how much money people make off of it. Oh, you can make some money doing yeah. it. That's why she gets all these shirts for 150 bucks. So oh, rolling in it. Yeah. What else you got, Bucky? You better step it up. I'm not <sighs> laughing yet. I know. Sorry. Um, th- this one isn't very funny. <laughs> the only thing that can make Coulter laugh is his own fury today. That's it. It's the only thing he's happy about. He is about. a cranky he is McGee. Cranky, cranky Sam. I don't know what's up. Okay. I know what's up. Tell you me. are on a cleanse and stealing your soul. This is this is why I'll never. This is why I'll never do another. <laughs> what am I gonna do? 40, what's it called? A forty day? Uh, what what? A whole thirty? A whole thirty? Yeah. This is that. why because this is me. You're yeah. me, and you were so mad at me for being myself, and now you are me, and now you know. But and I'm if you food and stuff. Well, you're not, not the right foods. There's no chemicals in it. There's yeah. no HGH. <laughs> That's mean, why you're so Twinkie. angry, dude. Yeah. Get a Twinkie. It's mostly because of the no drinking during football season. Put what a, a terrible put a Twinkie sauce. and dip it in nacho Here. cheese sauce oh, and yeah. let it rip. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Let's let's hold him down and force feed I him a Twinkie. Queso for my roommate and his cousins last night. And didn't eat it. I just made it so I could watch them eat it. And then I felt like the fitness models that used to do that to me at the gym. You are like the ladies that bake all the cookies, but they don't eat any of the cookies. They just bring them to you so that you can watch you eat the cookies. What a weird world we live in. It's so I would never weird, make cookies man. and not eat them. Remember? No, you don't remember. But there was once upon a time where you could eat all this food and none of it was chemically enhanced or bad for you because it all just came from the earth. And yeah, and it didn't taste good. On fire. Yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> the apples at my grandpa's ranch taste great. What do you think tastes better, apples or Twinkies? Apples. Ryan? I've never ate a Twinkie. Are you in my kidding life. me? Twinkies. Twinkies. Of course, are better than yeah. apples. You guys are. And they're vegan. Out. Apples are like a vitamin. Ate a Twinkie in my life. <gasps> So that means you've never had a frozen so Twinkie? So you have no way to know okay, what's better. A bite of a Twinkie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let the record show. I love a Twinkie. What's your next okay. not funny thing that this you've This is not got? funny, but it's serious, and I'd like us to have a serious roundtable about this. Okay. Cleveland Cavs star Kevin Love says talking about um, his mental health has saved his life. Mm. And I guess um, a couple other players have been open and talking about their mental health, and it's been really good. And I think... A lot of these guys in professional sports especially feel like they can't talk about those things and feel like they can't be open about it. But I think it's really important because when they are injured or like COVID where they can't play and things like that, I mean, their whole life and what they've expected it to be has crumbled. And I think that's what happened with Kevin. And I'm just curious about your opinion on like how the NFL and the NBA and, you know, professional sports handle these things. Well, I think it's, I don't know if the, the leagues are all that. I mean, I think the leagues have basically, you know, 
been supportive and, and, and so on and so forth. But it's more up to the individuals, it seems to me. Like, what do you feel like you need to do in order to help other people, help yourself, and so on and so forth? Kevin Loves has been ongoing for several years now uh, since he kind of first opened up about that. And I'm happy to hear what you've just said about Kevin Love. I know that Dak Prescott has gone through a very, very difficult offseason, and most of that has been met with some port and some of it with not, uh, which I find just crazy. Uh, but the, uh, you know. Fireable offense. Fireable offense. 100%. No, it is. You're, you're absolutely it's right. It's a joke, man. What's a um, fireable offense? Dak Prescott's brother killed himself, and Skip Bayless went off talking about how because Dak Prescott then made a statement that he had been depressed during the quarantine and Skip Bayless went off and said you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys there's no place in professional sports for this you're supposed to be a leader of men buck up swallow it there's no such thing as quarantine depression is it was brutal it like made me want to cry it was terrible yeah it's it was it was awful and it's I agree with you it's a fireable offense on his on his part and I have no idea why people do that I also uh, I also understand as a result of that why a lot of people that are particularly in the public eye don't want to make public what's going on. A lot of people who are not in the public eye don't want to make public the things that they're feeling except, you know, in, in places where they feel safe. And, you, I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. So uh, I very much uh, advocate for and support anybody who's willing to come forward and, you know, be open and vulnerable and those sorts of things. It's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, Hopefully, as a society, I think we're I think we are not good, but better than we've ever been at collectively trying to to, you know, understand each other on this stuff. Yeah, I agree. I just think for men, especially, but then men in sports, they just have this mentality to buck up and be tough. And I think then they feel like they have to stifle their feelings even more. And so I think it's great these guys are coming forward, and I hope that they help people with using their platform. Very good. It is good they're using their platform, but on the, uh, I don't know how to phrase this. No matter who you are, it's always on you at the end of the day. Right. And as fortunate or unfortunate as that might be, institutional support, I think, falls flat so often because it seems as if it's being perpetuated by uh, an, an inauthenticity we have to do this rather than we should do this. So I think it's good that these guys are doing it on an individual basis and starting a conversation rather than the league trying to prop people up because I think that then turns people away, especially people that might need help. Yeah, and I... my you only help yourself. My impression, too, is that what I've... I've seen it in a variety of ways and a variety of different sects of society, but usually in the athletic realm, this is not like... It doesn't feel to me like guys are coming out and going, you know, trying to use this as just another way to focus the lens back on themselves. You know what I mean? And I have seen people where it feels like that's kind of what's going on here. Really, what you're doing is you're just not to say that it isn't true, but you're 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 just using this as a publicity thing or as a way to get more attention or whatever. Whereas these guys, it feels like, you know, pretty pretty honest, pretty genuine. And you really are just trying to like, you know, open up and doing that is a helping of yourself. You know what I mean? It's not like a league or a society in a certain sense is going to be able to do for you. I think you're right about that culture. That said, 
you can also, you know, hurt people and be hurt, you know, by people that you don't know, people that you do know, certainly, but people that, you, you know, in when you're opening up on a public forum like that. And so hopefully less of that sort of thing is happening and it becomes, you know, so, something a, a practice that people use well to help themselves and thereby help each other. Yeah. All right. Good talk. Very good talk. Thank you, Carolyn. That's the most serious topic we've I ever know. broached honestly in this segment. I don't think this is really what we're here to do, but I think you've done it well, so good. All right. Well, I have a palate cleanser for you. Okay. <laughs> um, more cleanses. <laughs> that, Cleanse jokes. That is, Cleanse jokes. Okay. All right. So a longtime Chicago area radio host was fired for commenting on Maria Taylor's outfit. She works for ESPN. Do you guys know the story? Yes, we do. I do. I don't know the story. I know Maria Taylor. She's best in the biz. Love her. She's great at her job. She's excellent at her job. She's one of the only people in the industry, man or woman, that can anchor, analyze, and report. Well, a sexist radio host in Chicago commented on her outfit basically saying she should be at the strip club, not on TV, whatever. He tweeted it. And so I was like, what was she wearing? So I went and looked and it it was fine. She, she was on ESPN national television. Yeah. It was just like a leather jacket. It was a leather jacket. Yeah. With, Which looked sweet, by geez, the way. Did you just throw sorry, your phone? Why'd you do that? I didn't mean to. Um, it had like little sleeve, like little cutouts on the shoulder, but that's it. And it wasn't. You even think low it was one hundred fifty bucks? I'll bet it was more. I bet it was like five hundred. I'll bet that's a north of one hundred fifty item. Yeah. Listen, yeah. if ESPN I mean, was buying my clothes is, for me, she's probably wearing thousands of dollars worth of clothes. I mean, she's probably endorsing this stuff, right? I, well, I'm sure she has a budget. Like well, we also, don't. Yeah, but, but also she's like very famous and also very marketable. So she's. I'm sure. Yes. Of, I mean, she's probably wearing the top of well, the yeah, yeah. I mean, leather jacket. When you're on television at ESPN, the the mothership provides you a budget for uh, clothes. For yes. Sure. She probably didn't buy it at Target. I mean, even our guys at probably not. get a budget, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe so. They do. Do they? Oh yeah. Well, what's I, going on? We're on TV. I'm wearing a free shirt like always. Let's ask Becky. anyway i just thought it was gross i felt like i feel like we've come a long way with having women sportscasters and women on the field and doing their jobs and they're doing a really good job and then this yahoo has to comment on her outfit well i think this is one place where i can speak with some authority sports talk radio hosts are the worst lot in america no they're not they're second to conservative talk radio hosts (laughs) Right I now, know. this is so great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like what the the it is the lowest bar in the world to get over to do sports talk radio. Mm. I mean, it is it. Come on now. I mean, in a certain just because we're both underachieving given our uh, natural mental aptitude doesn't mean you have to throw everybody no 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 I'm just saying I'm just saying if you took the lowest common denominator there's there's some great and brilliant sports talk radio show hosts notably 102.9 ESPN radio and the 481st market in America but also 
there are some just absolute Neanderthals, and they collect on the sports radio thing because the sports radio, the birth of sports radio, isn't is within our lifetime, man. Yes. Sports talk radio, and it is, and not even Mike. I mean, Mike and the Mad Dog. I'm not speaking the, about them, right, right, right. but the style of thing that it is to come out here and bloviate and scream about sports and burp and drink beer and then talk about women or whatever. Like that's what this whole endeavor was for a long time, and happily. It has grown and diversified and so on over time. But, you know, there's still the remnants of times gone by uh, floating around out there. Thank you, Carolyn. The chick who doesn't know sports every Friday brought to us by the Iron Grizz. Coulter, can we give away something on a Friday? Let the people enjoy themselves over the Iron Grizz. Spectacular American bistro growing their own food in the garden out front. And we got appetizers. We got wine for the people. You know the drill. Give us a call, 361-3688. Got a free bottle of wine and a free app from the Iron Grizz. Iron Grizz located at the University of Montana Golf Course at the base of Mount Sentinel. Go give the Iron Grizz American Bistro a try today. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Welcome back. We've got a plan for you for your weekend. If you don't got anything going, we'll tell you what. Stu Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the state. If you miss anything in the show, listen on the podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, and listen at your leisure to this show whenever you'd like. Podcast available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Uh, Coulter. I did on Wednesday go over, and I got a little preview of golf at Osprey Stadium, formerly Osprey Stadium, now Paddlehead Stadium, right? Ogren Park Allegiance Field. They have turned it into a into like a glorified mini golf course, really like Top Golf. And you go yeah. out there on the on the concourse, and you got nine holes that you kind of work your way around the whole concourse, and you hit. Golf balls, real golf balls, out into like center field, right field, some stuff on the infield, like little chips. And longest hole is like 125 yards. So just take Cut your two. wedges. No, you get they have concentric circles that you try and land inside of, and they keep your score. You have a caddy who is essentially the 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 food and beverage service is open, and your caddy just goes and gets you the stuff and brings it to you. You play nine holes, then you have the tenth green, which is the party deck there to enjoy yourself. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They got day sessions and night sessions. You call, you make a tea time just like you would if you were going golfing. You go over there to Ogren Park Allegiance Field. I mean, again, tip of the cap to the to the Paddleheads folks who are just coming up with these creative things to do. So this weekend and next weekend is really fun, and it's a great setup. They got it all ready to go. So uh, call ahead and make a tea time. You can also get a tea time just walking up as long as they're available. But uh, under the lights at night with like a DJ going and stuff like that, it's great. I'm into it. So go go enjoy yourself this weekend and next over there. You hit any shots? Oh yeah, uh, I hit the whole thing. It's great. Did you shoot a nine. I I mean a nine. Yeah, maybe a little more than nine. Mm. Yeah. So it wasn't. It, I mean, you know, I'm not good at golf. It's okay. I had a nice at least time. You finally accepted it. Yeah. No. Well, I've always I've accepted it a long time. Boys and girls, tonight 
basketball game one of the NBA Western Conference Finals here on ESPN Radio for you. Send you out to the bubble at 6.30, tip off at 7 o'clock. More basketball tomorrow, game three of the Eastern Conference Semis. We also got some baseball for you. And then a doubleheader NFL football on Sunday. Niners-Jets. Pre-game at 10, kickoff at 11 a.m. here on ESPN Radio, and then at 4 o'clock we'll send you to the Pacific Northwest, get you set for the Seattle Seahawks and the New England Patriots Sunday night football game of the week in the NFL. Be right here for you on your home, the Seattle Seahawks, all season long, ESPN Radio. So a uh, nice, big, long Sunday of NFL football for you. Coulter? You're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I feel you're gonna, fine, bro. You're going to cleanse out. You're going to be great. I'm so proud of you. And I'm also glad I'm not doing it. Have <laughs> a great weekend, boys and girls. We will see you on Monday. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.